Hi there, Katie Jones here and you're listening to the RTE OT podcast. Each week I'm going to be talking about a different aspect of the series and the plan to help you on your OT journey. Don't forget to send an email or a voice note to optranpodcast at gmail.com and let me know what you think. This week, I'm chatting to Andrew Burkhannon from the 2021 series Made in the Height of Covid. The progress Andrew made on the show led to him returning to baton twirling, the hobby he's most passionate about. But there's another reason why I was so excited to talk to him. I want to start off by saying you're the reason why I actually applied for Operation Transformation. From watching your journey like as it went on and what you got out of it, I was like, it's such an inspiration. So when the application came up and you were kind of kept your Instagram going and I kept following you and then I actually applied. And when the producer rang me, I said to them, the reason why I actually applied was from what well, Andrew got out of the show, I'd love to get. Oh, that's so nice. Like, <laughs> I promise I said I wasn't going to cry today. Oh no, oh, no I didn't want to make you cry, but I just wanted to. So I'm holding them back, but oh. that's so nice to hear because I think that was one of the things that I really wanted to try get mm-hmm. out of it, that if I could inspire anybody to make a positive change in their life then I feel I would have succeeded yeah um because I think that's one of the big things when you go on to the show Mm -hmm. you're you're looking to make a positive change in your own life yeah but also try help others so yeah and that's why when I think because me and you kind of missed out with the groups of COVID and stuff so we miss having that kind of support all together but no you definitely really did inspire me Mm. to apply and like what you got out of it was amazing so I just want to say thank you for getting me to this position as well so it's been amazing thanks for saying that because I suppose I followed OT after my journey um, and I watched your series and I suppose it, for me watching your transformation as oh. be it like your entire journey was inspiring not just to just to watch you but to see the impact you've had on others oh, thank was you. lovely so yeah no so it's been amazing and so actually lovely to meet you in person as well because you've I been know. so supportive from even from when I applied from day one so thank you so much but I want to get on to how was life since OT life since OT has been a whirlwind yeah <laughs> I think that's the, probably the best thing to describe it. Um, but you know what? Life since OT has just been like, I'm not saying there was anything wrong with my life beforehand, yeah. but my life post OT has just been amazing because yeah. I now can live a healthy and happy lifestyle yeah. without the constant worry. Because yeah. I know I can go and enjoy the finer things in life. So go for a nice meal, bottle of wine some cocktails do those things but I know what I need to do to be able to enjoy that so yeah I was going to say what do you kind of do to do that because I always watch other people like how do they have that lifestyle and not feel guilty but I want to see like what way would you kind of like approach a week like yeah if you knew you're going out so I think my first health check-in um Aoife mentioned that it's not about diet mentality and I remember standing there thinking she's crazy like (laughs) what is she on about but actually through the eight weeks she taught me that and it everyone's going to be different right yeah. so uh, what works for me might work differently for others but it's almost that balance of yeah five two so five really good days mm-hmm. and two days where you can indulge I'm not saying go off the Richter scale <laughs> but you know that oh okay I'm going out for dinner tonight so I'm not going to worry about it because I know I've been super good all week I've yeah. kept my food on plan I've done my exercise so I'll enjoy myself and let my mm-hmm. hair down and that works for me and has done over the last two years yeah that's amazing because I'm the same as you like I don't like limit myself to have nothing like isn't like, like if I want chocolate I can have chocolate but I know myself what way to do it like in a way like eat properly all the time and like have the extra ch- snacks you're not binging nearly on the weekend and I think that's the thing isn't it if you limit yourself from something you will yeah. end up binging yeah. and then therefore you're gone back you yeah. know 10 steps so it's 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 allowing those nice things and treats in life they shouldn't be 
oh they're in the cupboard they're not allowed because then you'll enjoy them more yeah. and you'll respect it more not, nothing is bad but there is kind of ways to eat of course and like for me it was taking all of those things and being able to run with it because the mm. tools are all given to you in the yes. eight week period it's how you kind of understand yeah. and adapt them um, I didn't cook pre-OT really me too um, where now it's a shared job in the kitchen so J- Jay did a lot of the cooking but now I do cooking and yeah. that gives you confidence in making food choices yeah. as well because you're like okay I can do this I can do that so it's kind of just like kind of morphing it all in and make and nobody like I'm not perfect and yeah. like nobody is perfect and every day will be a different day so be like okay what can I do differently or yeah. what can I try and, but it's trying to just make sure that everything that I learned on OT and, and the success I had on OT mm. that I can kind of carry it forward with me. Yeah, and like every day-to-day life is like a normal lifestyle. Yeah. Like every food is on plan that you can have. and But that's what people think we need to realise that no food is bad food. No food is bad food. And like you make choices. So if you make a bold choice for lunch, you can make it up at dinner then. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's like you can, you, I don't know, you can go and have a takeaway if you want yeah. it for lunch because you can change the decision then for dinner. Okay, yeah. I had something bold yeah if we want to call it bold <laughs> yeah. uh, inverted commas but you can have a treat but not penalize yourself for yeah exactly yeah. make yourself feel good <clears throat> and jay got such a good like transformation out of it as well which was so nice because i was the same we apply for ourselves but it's nice that our partners came board and went with us because i don't think i would have done as well if i didn't have michael in the kitchen yeah same with me with jay i don't think i would have probably got the success i got without yeah. him because he was like right behind me I helped that he was also following the plan. Oh yeah, me too. 100%. Um, and he had, you know, I think my first week I lost like seven pounds and I came home to him and he was like, so how did you do? Yeah. And I'm like seven pounds, he was like 11 pounds. I was like, what? Yeah. So, <laughs> it's crazy with the first week the weight loss, isn't it? Yeah, it's, cra- it's crazy. Jay really like was the driving force behind me kind of succeeding on the show. And I don't think like you, mm. like if I had been maybe, and it has like people have done it before where they do it on their own and yep. they don't have the support of everyone at home. Mm-hmm. But having him doing the plan was so much easier because he was eating the meal as I was eating the meal. And, yeah. you know, we were trying it together and, and then he had the great success from it as well. Like, yeah. yeah, And even to this day, like, because yeah. I love watching your Instagram, like you're always at weddings and stuff like that's I'm like, I want to go to a wedding. Like you've got so much friends that are inviting you to weddings. So like, would you like be prepared to go to a wedding? Like, would you like you have your suit and everything organized? Yeah. Or what way would you kind of La- last year um, we had six wedding that's amazing um, so and like i i keep saying i keep saying to jay it was like the fact that we had six weddings yeah we had two holidays you know i went away for baton twirling all of that so and life yet, has been busy life has been busy mm. but we've still been able to maintain that's what i love about a healthy it. living um and that kind of came from the learnings of ot so yeah. But yeah, six weddings. Yeah, I was going to say, do you get a new suit for all the weddings? Um, no, not a yeah. new suit for all the weddings. Um, it was kind of like, you know. Chop and change. Chop and turkey, change. Yeah. And maybe one or two new ones. Um, we got invited to one that was a black tie, nice. which happened in July of last year. Yeah. Um, but like, I didn't want to do traditional black tie. And I'm like, what? How do I? Yeah. yeah. What do we do? So I decided there was a beautiful like outfit in my wardrobe yeah. for my OT finale. Nice. And I was like, that needs to have another yeah. out and I didn't really oh. get. So I wore that. Oh, no, you and didn't. The blue like, oh, shirt. Yeah, the blue, the blue oh, jacket fab. and the black shirt. And everyone's like, where did you get that? I was like, well, this is actually. <laughs> <laughs> and it even, probably even fit nicer, did it? Yeah, it was like, yeah. it was not, it was like, to be fair, like it, it fitted, um, well yeah. at, the, at the finale, but like it's nice to be able to wear it in an environment yeah. that's kind of like showing you off because oh, yeah. I suppose, uh, your finale was different to yeah. our finale yeah. um 
and even maybe the finale that happens this year will be different to your finale. Yeah, you know, kind of like, they're all so different like, now. We, we, we didn't have, like, we you were all in the room together. Just we, my parents yeah, and my family yeah. friends. And then the old leaders, yeah, yeah. where uh, you had no you, your one, leaders, you? we had just literally, like, if me and Jay had lived alone, it would have been just me and Jay because it was know. like pods. But uh, So you didn't really get to but show it off. You smashed it with the air guitar and everything, wasn't it? Oh, well, yeah. Well, you know the inside yeah. secrets there yeah. now trying to like ever get you hyped up and you feel like you a bit to. of it like but actually then do you know what you've kind of gone through eight weeks of yeah. endurance it's kind of nice to have a bit of fun yeah because like. I was like that was the one thing I was kind of a bit of, like not afraid of but then when I when it when it was it I was like just go for it yeah Hazel Hazel definitely Hazel and Cheryl did, stole the show in our did, finale because they just they let they let everything go yeah. which was it was so nice to see you having oh it was because you probably journey. only watched it back on the show then you didn't see it before yeah, yeah literally sitting sitting at home watching it back it was oh. like our first viewing of watching everybody I know because I was last to come out so I had all the leaders waiting for me to come out which is so nice because yeah. we went on such a journey together and this is it like, and, like you, my family and all I was like couldn't have asked anyone, anyone else to be there which was so lovely because in, in the eight weeks of the show mm-hmm. they're the closest people you can speak Literally. to because they're going through it at the same time yeah. um, and it's it's fine like you know I was messaging yourself and yeah, Stefano so and the others when you what yours and I was kind of like if you need anything, yeah. I'm here. But I think it's always easier to talk to the people that are doing it with you there yeah. and then. And because yeah, because I was we went down to Cavan and like you can have how was everyone's week and you can talk about it and it's so nice to kind of relate like and then see it in the show as well. It's like really nice, isn't yeah. it? Like and I think it was time. nice that you got to you know every week at the check ins kind yeah. of be together. We did. I loved. Yeah. I loved our Saturdays. Yeah. I said to, I texted John there last week. I was like, you miss kind of having the coffee and catch up. Like so, we'll have to do it soon again. But no, I since OT like obviously I got into running as well, and that was from yourself. Like I couldn't get over how well you'd done on the running. Like like what 23, 20, 23, 23 something. We'll just we'll say yeah, twenty three. We'll say twenty three. We'll go twenty. <laughs> but that's just incredible. Like that's so inspiring. Like like when you were with Carl, like what was going to your head? <sighs> To I'd, get that PB, like yeah, it, ca- it kind of came out of nowhere. If I'm honest, because initially when I started the run, and I like, I was like, I'm never going yeah. to run this 5k. Um, but I suppose the plan was there with the whole three yeah. minute walk and one minute, and it, so it intensifies. It really does. And then we had a me and Carl had a session. We had set the time of 30 minutes. Oh, and did then, you? Yeah, yeah. We had set the time of 30 minutes, and then he came and we did a session together. Oh, really? And afterwards, he was like, 30 minutes is gone, and I started to panic a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I. I broke the rules and I went out and I ran, okay. I ran a 5k on my own to see, could I do it? Did you? Um, off camera? Off camera. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I stupidly wore my Fitbit. Andrew. So I know it, it got caught, oh but no. I needed the Fitbit to know what I was doing. Okay. So um, I did that one in 27, wow. 28 or something. So Carl was like, you know, forget your 30. Um, but I think we obviously did our 5k very different. We didn't get to go to the Phoenix Park. So yeah. we did it from the house. And on the day we had had horrendous weather. I remember that day It was day, actually, awful. Yeah. And I remember just thinking when Carl arrived, I was like, this is my one and only chance. This yeah. is this is the pinnacle moment for me because I'd been, I suppose I'd built myself up to a yeah. moment of like, oh my God, I never ran. All of a sudden I'm running really well. And I was like, just put everything I possibly yeah. had into, into it. And my nephew Keen ran with us, and then uh, a really good friend Carl, uh, who yeah. was a runner, um, and had given me tips. Yeah, you know, that's uh, good so, that he did. And we had like a strategy where they'd run in front of me to try block the wind, and it was Amazing. almost a bit like yeah, yeah. So surreal. Like, yeah. Talking about it um, and we were kind of going on the run, and we kind of got. I'd say we might have had a, maybe a kilometer left, mm. and I kind of started to feel it then. Okay. So I was like, right, I'm I'm feeling under pressure in some sort. And I remember turning to Carl Henry. I was like, Don't tell me my time, but have I got a time to like 
pair back slightly. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, if you want to. And then my friend Carl kind of turned around to make sure that I really wanted to yeah. pull back. And I was like, I just need a bit of a moment mm. to like get my... It's probably overwhelming, But it? yeah, I was just like, yeah. what's going on? And like kind of bits around the route, there was like friends. Because I told everybody what my route was going to yeah. be. Because obviously you couldn't have everybody together. Mm. So people kind of dotted themselves That's around so the route. So I knew when I get there, I've seen them, I can keep going or yeah. whatever. Um, but we, when I say paired back, I didn't stop running. Yeah. I kept going. Um, and then <laughs> we had a bit of an incident with a car. Thankfully, nobody was hurt. So oh, we kept no. going. So Carl kind of got, to, well, he had to hide behind a car almost. So I just kept going. Yeah. Um, and then when I got back to the house and Carl came to reveal the time, I was just like, it's no, what? That is just incredible. Yeah. Like I never thought in a million years that I would run 5K full stop. Yeah. Cause never mind running OT. it. Because you weren't a runner before. like so. No. Like That's amazing. back in school, you yeah. know, like you do bits and bobs and I I enjoyed it. But unfortunately, I couldn't overly enjoy mm. it because I was bullied. So if I got if I became better than one of the boys, mm. that was just another reason for them to bully. So I always just sat back and say, oh, you know, I'm not doing this. Yeah. So it probably was always there, but I never realized it until and that's until OT. Thanks to OT T. that like really yeah. brought that out in you. And like since OT, like obviously you got back into bat twir- t- baton twirling, yep. which is amazing. I've never seen that sport only for when you and Katya met up. I never knew what it was or anything. Yeah, so, so tell me about it. Uh, I started baton twirling because my three sisters did baton twirling. So I was always in the hall. Yeah. And like that, which is like the... My mom sent me to football, karate, yeah. all of the things. But actually, they were male-dominated sports. So it was just another reason for for bullies to kind of bully mm-hmm. me or whatever. Where baton twirling was female-dominated. And it was nice just to be in a, in, a, in that yeah. environment. Probably felt safer. Felt, yeah, yeah, felt safer. So kind of fell into it. And it's just one of those things that, like, I love. And yeah. I've had great time, like, great success in. I've met loads of friends. I've traveled back and forward to the UK. International competitions, but... I suppose baton twirling is like a gymnastics yeah. style event with a baton. Um, and I gave it up in, <clears throat> excuse me, I gave it up in 2018. 20, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I felt like I was getting older. My waistline was getting bigger. Mm-hmm. I was becoming unfair. And I was like, because it's all age groups or whatever. Yeah. So all of the younger, like 16 to 20 year olds were coming up into my age know, bracket. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't compete with these. <laughs> um, so I was like, my, my time oh, is done. No. And like my last competition, I did really well in, but I knew I had more. And as yeah. a, was, I always wanted to like represent my country, mm. like at a European or world kind of level of competition. Um, like I'm nowhere near the, the level of some of the athletes that you would see at those competitions. But to say that you represented country and flag, like, yeah, it's kind of one of those things. And I'd been given the opportunity over the years, but never, I suppose, felt I was ready to do I it, know, if that makes mean, sense. Yeah. So it was always one of those things. Oh, I would have loved him to do that. And then obviously OT um, and Catherine was like, you now need to go back. Yeah. So um, in 2021 then, so after OT, did you go back into it or did you wait a while till yeah, you were so, fully ready? So in the September, I tried out to join the national um, squad for the artistic group. So I started that in the September of 2021. And then that brought me to representing Ireland at the European Cup in Spain last That's July. incredible. So, wow. Yeah. Like that, was a, like that was just an amazing experience and feeling that it was like, I've missed this. Yeah. This is the piece of the puzzle that I've been missing yeah. that I haven't got to do. And even just walking out, like waving the Irish flag oh. for the first time, like one of my friends was standing beside me. She was like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'll be fine. Oh, <laughs> I'd say it was just like, emotional. It was emotional. Um, and even just like, 
you know, hearing your name being called out to go onto the floor to represent your yeah, country. That's, um, I can only <clears throat> imagine like that's incredible yeah. to even And then that. I had said it would be a one time thing. Yeah. So I was like, I'll just do it once and then I can say <laughs> I did it. Um, but I got like, I got a fire in my belly when mm. I was away. And, but I, I literally minicurely mm. missed out on a place on the podium. Oh, so no. I came fourth in my uh, division in solo. So I'm kind of like, I have to go back and do it again. Oh, really? And are you going to? <laughs> so I'm now training with the national squad well to done. go to France in July. I've signed myself yeah. up in my head that I'm going to go until 2024. That's good. I think I said, we all need something to like look forward to yeah. and like to have a goal to go against, don't we? Like That keeps us on track. 100%. Yeah. And that kind of has helped with the whole like healthy lifestyle. Yeah, that's like and me as well. Le- le- like leading the plan in a way that it, I can keep going. Yeah. Because I know I'm going to go to training or I'm going to go out for a walk or get, well, the whole thing about running is like cause of baton twirl and I was yeah. fearful I was going to get an injury but actually fear is just a barrier it needs to be removed yeah. so I'm removing that barrier amazing because um, I seen last week that you kind of went back and like you did it you smashed it like <laughs> 424 pace I was like where are you going with this that's pretty incredible yeah, I, I said to myself you know what, just go out and yeah. run as long as you can run without having to stop and then figure out where you are and so that you can do it but actually in hindsight I need to just like kind of redo the Go back on the plan. plan. Yeah, and that will get you back, that on, will track get me back well. on track as well. Because, like, it works once it Yeah, work it does. Again. That's why, because people always fear, like, going running, don't they? Like, oh, I can't run. But if you kind of just stick to the plan exactly. and do, I say, the three days a week and two days off, it does yeah. really work. I kind of have a thing um, where I put the AirPods in, yeah. stick on a song, yeah. and I have to run for that duration of that song. Well, that's I, can't ha- I can't yeah. have a break until that song is over. Oh. And then I'll walk. Yeah, like, that's, uh, that's the same as me. Because, uh, like, when I started with Carl, I, well, OT, I was like, I can't run. But then he's like, oh, you're actually fit enough. You, you think, but I think when something in your head. It's total psychological. Yeah. It's like, there's these psychological yeah. blocks that say, I can't do that. Yeah. I can't cook. I can't run. Yeah. I can't like. Because even talking to Davey last week, he ran a marathon there two years ago. I think, but he was saying before, like he didn't feel like a runner. But I was like, Davey, you're so hard because you did a marathon. Like, yeah. But people never realize that. Don't, don't do that. Like never no, want to put yourself on a pedestal. Exactly. You don't realize what kind of. Or what you're achieving. Achieve, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And what kind of, I suppose tools you have inside yeah. to push yourself yeah um and i think that was one of the things for me that the running was just it came natural and i kept it up all the way through until i yeah. went back baton twirl and, and then last january 2022 when your yeah. season started i went back out again and did a yeah. bit of running then and then kind of i couldn't make the 5k that year because i had competition that day i remember day. that day because so we were I looking forward to meeting you we'd met all the other, the other guys. leaders were yeah. there yeah i couldn't go because i had a competition so it's always the way, isn't there? One thing is always yeah, on. But the stars have You'll aligned. Come and run this year with me. <laughs> we'll run it together. The stars have aligned hey, and I'm hey. actually available. So Are you are you available? Yeah, oh. I'm yeah, I'm available this year. Um comp- our competition's the week. Oh nice. Later, because it's the eighteenth? Yeah, eighteenth it's a February. It's a Saturday morning. Thing. Yeah, so we should make a plan to run together. We should. I'm gonna aim to that, get, get at go. you. Yeah. I get at your pace like. What's your goal to get I under what? I ran the 5k there last week at 30 minutes. Okay. So I was hoping to get it under 30 minutes for this year. Well, let's do it under 30 minutes okay. then together. Well, you'll smash that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you will. But um, yeah. yeah. And you honestly, it's been so lovely having to chat to you. Like, it's been a pleasure to be in your house and even to chat with you. It feels like I know you for years. Oh, thank but, you, um, Katie. I th- really, really appreciate you coming. And uh, can I just say you are doing an absolute amazing job with oh. the OT podcast and you should be so proud of yourself. Oh, thank you so much. You're very kind. I also spoke to Neve Buffini, the fitness expert who designed a fitness plan, especially for current leader, Marie. Hey Neve, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, thank you so much for coming on board. How is it like being on Operation Transformation as an expert? 
Yeah, it's really, really great, actually. Um, like, number one, uh, I'm doing what I love uh, in, in the industry that I'm working in. Um, number two, I'm working with somebody that just has the personality. Uh, she's a firecracker. She's an absolute firecracker. Um, but also, like, I'm learning so much as I go about, you know, adapting certain exercise intensities and everything you know, to somebody with that uh, contraplegia um, condition, which I've worked with before. But again, everybody is so different. And Marie, again, is different. So um, really, really enjoying the process, I must say. Yeah, I was going to say, because you've worked with like Olympians and Paralympics and then to work with like just Marie, is it like a difference kind of coming back to normal kind of people? Um, yes and no, I suppose the goal is different for the person, yeah. you know, for the athlete or the, the client that I'm working with. Um, so Marie's goal is a little bit different to what I'm working with, let's say, in a Taekwondo athlete who is preparing for, you know, qualification for the Olympic Games or an athlete that's preparing for a Paralympic event coming up this year. Um, but the process, a lot of the time I find is very similar. You break down your goals in bite-sized pieces. You take it week by week. You adapt as you go. Um, and I suppose as a coach i'm not just doing the weightlifting in the gym i'm not just doing you know uh adapting cycling let's say or whatever it might be the cardiovascular work for marie um it's it's getting to know the person getting yeah. to know what helps them tick what motivates them um and a little bit of humility in the, in the middle of all of that so the coaching uh experience is very it's very whole if you like you really have yeah. to get to know the person as well as you know helping them achieve their goal as well yeah, and Marie's been so good as well, isn't she? She's just taken the plan and ran with it as well. And she has so much support from all her community. They're really linking in with her. It's so important for her to have that uh, feedback and the support because I think like like all of us, we grow up in our own bubbles. Mm. Um, we have our own ideas. We have our own expectations. We live in a certain environment. Um, and what Marie has done over time, she's just, you know, she's lived like a regular person, like everybody yeah. else. But I think it's start, people are starting to realise, and I think hopefully Marie is starting to realise that she has actually something special about her. Um, she's so special. She, she's so special, as we all are. But like people haven't seen that yet maybe and I suppose this show is giving her the opportunity to show what she can do with her condition um, yeah. and how she can adapt her life to suit her or not you know it's her decision she lives in a in an unadapted home for example um other people that I've worked with also don't have adapted homes so um you know it's really it's, it's her choice but again like I said with that community to kind of to back her um, will give her that extra little bit of drive as well. And it'll open their eyes up to, you know, what they can possibly achieve in their own lives as well. Yeah, you know? of course. And like it shows yeah. that like Marie is such an inspiration that people are linking in and like want to better themselves in a healthier kind of environment. Well, that's what it's all about. I think creating your own environment, what suits you. Yeah. And if it is health, it, it, sorry, if it's health driven, that's even better. Yeah. Um. And that's the essence of what we're trying to achieve with Marie and everybody else, all of the other leaders, creating a better, healthier lifestyle and trying to sustain those healthier choices and habits over a long period of time. Yeah. I mean, like you probably found yourself, you know, yeah. Um, keeping up those habits is really important. It's not yeah. just for eight weeks, it's forever. Exactly. When the cameras go, you have to make sure that it's a lifestyle change and that you can kind of keep it going. You don't need to have people like knock on your door every day. You want to do it for yourself as well. Absolutely. And and like I had a conversation with Marie there yesterday just to kind of just remind her to ask herself, well, why am I here? Because when yes. times get tough, the first thing you want to do is go for that sugary drink or, you know, oh, and I so agree. Not, yeah. 
oh, it's food go if the food goes out the window when you get stressed out. Yes. So we're trying to keep um the leaders on track and then also go that step above to follow the plan. And the yes. plans are very structured. Mm-hmm. Um and I suppose in a way she had so such a lack of structure when it came to her nutrition, her exercise, et cetera. So it's been a massive change for her. Yeah. And change can be very daunting. Change mm-hmm. can be very, very um, I suppose, like unattractive, even, cool. you know, yeah. <laughs> especially when you're at that sort of she's not old by any means, but she's not, you know, 17 where she can just make a change on a dime either, you know, so it was a massive step for her to do that, but a fair play to her. She's really taken the bull by the horns with this. Yeah, no, she has. And she's really is kind of shown that like, no matter what's like going on in life, that you can just go hell for letter and you can get the back, like all the rewards and everything. Oh, it's so rewarding. And I think she's really starting to see that now. Um, and that where it's amazing for her to have the backing from different communities, particularly down where she lives, the backing from herself is yeah. the most important. Yes. Um, and, you know, I've, I've evolved that for myself over time, my own personality. It's the love and the care that you can give back to yourself. And I think she's starting to really kind of, um, I suppose, turn her, yeah. her mind frame and her thinking in that direction, which is so lovely to see because you really see people flourish then when they realize this. Yeah. And you even know? just being kinder to yourself, I think it really helps. Like everyone's on a journey, but if you be nice to yourself, it kind of makes it easier to like do well for yourself then as well. The care and changes starts with yourself. Yes. Yes. If you treat yourself like your friend. <laughs> Exactly. Number one, I, you're the most important. Exactly. I was talking to Carl last week and he actually was telling me about his fitness, that he wasn't always into fitness. Were you like, what's your background? Like, are you, what, were you always into fitness or did it just come on in, over the years? I started off into every sport when I was younger. I played really? basketball. I, I tried swimming. It wasn't great. Yeah. So I was always into doing a sport. Yeah. And in my mind, it was never fitness. It was always, okay, I have to achieve this goal in this sport in order That's to do amazing well. mindset yeah wow and then as I grew up I kind of started to focus my attention on martial arts and I actually only started martial arts in oh god I was 14 at the time so I was a late enough starter to the sport yeah it was taekwondo specifically they were doing it classes in my school my se- my primary school and then taekwondo just took over my life wow. um so I started competing quite early on uh quite soon and then just one year after the other, I was competing in international events. It just kind of happened slowly, uh, built up as time went on. But I was always introduced and given the environment in my club to coach and mentor as well. Yeah. And I think that's where like my coaching career started from a very young age because the, the, my coach at the time always encouraged us to go and help and mentor other kids in the club. Um, that's so lovely though, isn't it? To kind of give back your time and it gives you yeah. loads of rewards. Well, it just became very natural then. Mm. So doing this kind of work with somebody like Marie, it, you know, I can, I can, I can tie the bow in a knot now and say, well, that started when I was 13 and look at how far that opportunity for me has come. And it's not me. It's, I was given the space to be able to do that, you know? Um, so my background is mainly in Taekwondo. And then I, I went to, to university and I studied sports science and health. So that's where the strength conditioning started to play its role. Um, and I diverted my my coaching and mentoring into strength conditioning in the gym. Um, and over time, I started to work, work with lots of youth athletes. Um, and that's where the, the Paralympic athletes and Olympic athletes came into play. Then I did spend a short period working for Paralympics Ireland. So yeah. what was that like? The, yeah, it was amazing. That's when the exposure kind of to Paralympians came 
oh, my way, yeah. if you like. Um, so I was very happy to kind of take the reins, if you like, on that. And But that experience really opened up doors to a non-athletic community also, because some athletes, they're training just to go and participate. They're not all training to go and win medals. And that yeah. really opened my eyes because before I just saw competing in sports as a gold medal. Yeah, you do. You think that though some people are just in it to get the gold, but some people just want the experience. 100%. So that's what opened the, the kind of uh, spectrum for me to working with everyone and anybody with any condition, any kind of surgery, coming back from injury, somebody that's completely able-bodied and doesn't wrong with them. Uh, but nine times out of 10, people have something that they need fixing. Yes. And they come to you for that. Um, and so... I've had a lot of learning along the way. Um, and again, as a coach, you're not just a physical coach. You get to know people inside out, what makes them tick. And so there's an element of psychology there as well. Um, I'd say watching them is so inspirational, though. I'd say you get such a good like a good buzz from seeing them like perform how well they do. Yeah, like it struck me at one stage. I was still working for Paralympics Ireland and I worked at... Ireland held a world swimming championships, a world yeah. para swimming championships in 2018. Um, and it was the first time that my eyes were opened to how mm. Paralympians compete, particularly in the water, because water is so difficult to swim against, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And how are these people doing this with, with one limb? You know, mm. there was one particular swimmer. I think he might have been Chinese. Um, he had no arms or legs. So he had a trunk. So he had his head down to just below his hips. And he's competing against others, other Paralympians with maybe an extra limb or two limbs and yeah. where he had none. That's and amazing. I just watched this guy. I was like, oh, my God, you know, if that's this person can do something like this and compete competitively, not just get into the water and be there. Yeah. Um, anything is possible. I was going to like, say that's an amazing story. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That is so inspirational. Yeah. So working with Marie and working with people from the Paralympics, what like for society would you kind of like show that we need to kind of look at and do better for them? I think my number one thing is um, be open and be approachable. Okay. Yeah. So somebody like Marie, for example, um, I know she might go out and do her shop herself. She lives pretty regular life where there are mm. some things that she cannot do. And so if you're a little more approachable in everyday yeah. life, it makes it a little bit easier for somebody like Marie to come up and ask you for help if they need it. Um, equally, I was, I'll give you a good example. The other day I was in uh, the Lego store in the city centre in Dublin with my son and my husband. And it was really crowded on a Sunday. The Lego store is not huge. Yeah. Um, and a lady had come in with her daughter who was in a chair and it was fully electrical, but the, the mother was pushing the chair. I can only assume it was her mother. So I know some of these electrical chairs you can push as well as um, use them as the, the electrical side of it. So, and I just found, I kind of stood back and watched. I wanted to see, generally speaking, what people would do around this situation. Would they stand back and let them through? And what I saw was a little bit of fear in people's faces. They didn't know how to act around. And that's not their fault either. So where's the education? It's okay to step back and go, there you go, go through ahead of me, you know? And, and that's perfectly okay. You're not making them feel like they're second-class citizens. You're just yeah. making life a little bit easier for them. And I think that's, you know, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to say, can I give you a hand? You're not making them feel like a second-class second citizen either, you know? But yeah. I suppose be approachable and be open to their way of life be kind with your words yeah. and, and be open and approachable probably like marie yeah. now you're kind of getting to know her and her family life as well oh 100 like yeah. she's got a great personality or she's got an amazing personality number one but number two a great relationship with her mom 
you can see that is so lovely isn't it it's yeah. so funny as well their banter they have between each other yeah and like I've actually I've been with Maria a couple of times now and I've not yet met her mom oh. face to face and I'm dying to meet her she's like oh, you know is she hiding, <laughs> hiding. Oh. anytime I've been with Marie she's been in work or Marie has oh. been with us at studio so um, I'm really looking forward to meeting her mom I met her virtually but I'm hoping now this week I might get to get to meet her because Again, like that, when you need to get to know somebody yeah. back to front, you need to know their full environment yes. and what's going on in the background, who helps them at home, who makes different decisions, or does that influence why Marie does certain things, etc. So I'm looking forward to meeting her. Really, oh, that, that would be, I can't wait for that for you to meet her. Well, it was yeah. so lovely to have you on board and thank you so much for doing the podcast. You're very good. My pleasure. Hope Thanks you so enjoyed it. Me. Thank you thank so you much. Very much. See you Bye bye. That's all we have time for today. Don't forget to tune into the show every Wednesday at 9.30pm on RT1. If you'd like to get in touch, please send an email or a voice note to optranpodcast at gmail.com.